So I'm Dino. I'm Matt. I'm Martin. Metalheads to another wonderful, hopefully wonderful episode of Metallurgy. I'd like to thank you for pressing that nice little tilt to the side triangle on your browser. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as a play button. Yes, that little thing. Anyway. I gotta tell you, dude, you, you're totally channeling. Do you listen to Roman Mars' podcast? No. Dude, you sound just like Roman Mars. Really? I, yeah, he's always like. Hello out there, you in podcast land. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much for pressing that tilted triangle. I, I've never, never, <laughs> never heard of that episode. It's exactly how he fucking sounds, really? dude. Perfect. That's funny. I fucking love it. That's great. Anyway. I don't know who that is. But... Uh, no, no, he, he's a guy who produces good podcasts, but fucking rubs me the wrong way. Like, Ooh. Yeah. I like you. I, I like you doing an, uh, uh, an impression without knowing it better than I like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Anyway, guys, while you're at it, why not, you know, do uh, send us a nice little email at metalnewsreviews at gmail.com while it's now freshly in your mind. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Question, comments, absurdities, anything you want. Yeah. Just send it to us. Naughty pictures. Yeah. Or or leave a comment on Metallurgy Cult. K-V-L-T. Yeah, for Instagram. I got one comment, and that was after I posted a clip of Borknogger. Someone said, great. <laughs> Fuck yeah, thank you. Whoever you are, you have good taste in music. Yep. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah, so we probably have one of the most easiest podcasts we've probably <laughs> done in a while. Yeah, I, I would or have to e- agree with that. Yeah. In, in I, terms of preparing, I mean, it was basically like I was going to do this anyways. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was just, I think we were all excited about the, the records, and it was easily attainable. Right. It's not like we haven't heard the bands before. Absolutely. Or the personnel. Yeah. Um, in terms of news, I feel like we should just mention that uh, Phil Anselmo is a stupid, racist <laughs> piece of shit. Well, who didn't know that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not really news, and uh, I wanted to. I kind of didn't want to give him any publicity at all. I was like, you know, fuck this douchebag. But then I was like, all right. So I posted something after a few days on the Facebook page. But yeah, I mean, the guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, I didn't really want to post anything on Instagram just because. Yeah, fuck, fuck him, Dark right? Star. Yeah, fuck him. Um, did Especially you guys at a Dimebag Daryl event? Yeah, I feel like that really is disrespectful to Dime. Yeah. It just like sullies the name, you know. Um, did you guys hear that uh, that his band Down got pulled from like a festival in in the Dutch land? Good. Yeah, they were like, you know what? We thought about it, and we don't want to have some white power guy out here. So, nope. Yeah. So you were telling me apparently it was a mistake. Yeah, I mean he's he's claiming that it was an inside joke because he was drinking white wine backstage. No fucking way, dude. Yeah. yeah. So if I drink red wine, I make uh, you red know, power. Yeah, like talk about 
Indians and Native Americans and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, I mean, like, it's, (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it, man. It's like, it's so, it makes no sense at all. It's obviously bullshit. Yeah, let let me scream an inside joke that might be offensive. Like, let me think about this for just a second. Is that a good, oh, no, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no Anselmo. <laughs> Phil no Selmo. Phil no Selmo. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, yeah. you know, I, I will confess, I did enjoy his vocals on Pantera, but he's gone downhill a lot. Listen, I'm not going to go on a limb and say that he's not, that he's not good on those Pantera albums. Right. There's a very big difference between somebody who's like a piece of shit and somebody who's a you know, a bad artist. You can be a good artist and still be like, you know, a piece of shit. I think there's just a trail of him like doing shit like this mm-hmm. all, yeah. all over the place for yeah. his entire career. Yeah. So it's not surprising when, when I heard it, when you told us, I think, uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Apparently I need to talk a little Less loud. Yeah. The next episode. You are you bringing in the mixing qualms? Fuck yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, sharing some homebrew right now with the folks. Yeah, it uh, sucks. Cardamom milk, black cardamom milk yeah. stout, and this is gonna get Matt liquored up enough to talk even louder. Yes, than he normally does. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, black and mighty milky stout. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but, um, Kelly Schaefer is saying Atheist is going to do, they're going to record one more album and that might be it. Interesting. And then he said that they might just do reunion tours for like the next decade. Wow. I was like, that's okay with yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think if he's got like another great album in him, that's, that's fine with me. Yeah. And the last, their last release wasn't that bad, wasn't it? Dude, I can't remember. No, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Jupiter. That's, I, yeah. I, I don't think I really it. listened to it. I didn't love it, honest. but I I thought it was a solid release. Yeah, it, to me it was like this is this is atheist. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like the old days where they're like maniacs on their instruments, but Well, was... plus I feel like nowadays it's there's so much pressure to release a new album every 2 or 3 years. There and is. It's like why not just record something when you have something to say? Yeah. You know, what if it takes five years or <clears throat> ten years or whatever? So right, and that's the beauty of kind of owning your own label, like he does, doesn't he? I think that he did self-release. Yeah. So yeah, when you are not under... for the first three albums. Yeah. No, 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 no the no, last no. one he yeah. did. Right. Yeah. It's like Star something records, something Star mm-hmm. records. Yeah. Right. So when when you're on under contract, I mean, it's it's the whole you know cookie cutter two every two years it's weird though because i think for elements they had to get together for that like really quick and bust out that album in like two or three weeks like yeah that's so a lot there, of marijuana there's this element of like pressure <laughs> that i feel like turns out a good album like like um edge of sanity's crimson like that was made in like two weeks in the studio or something like that yeah i think that i uh, I don't want to misspeak, but I think I remember reading something from Dan that said that they wrote the song in like two or three days. Oh, no, and yeah, then like two days, <laughs> and then just went in the studio for like a week or two and and busted it out. Yeah, so it was like I feel like <clears throat> there's an element of like pressure because you hear that a lot. Like, oh yeah, we had this short amount of time to work on it, and then it's like this great album that you're like, 
don't know if this is like a good thing because I wouldn't want to be in that position. I definitely wouldn't want to be in that position. Yeah. But I'm super happy to have Crimson yeah. in my life and Elements. Aqua. It's a great album. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the news that that I'm aware of right now. Uh, I think. Oh, Dream Theater. Just because they have a new album out, but that's not the news. It's more John Petrucci having his own (laughs) Mesa Boogie amp. You're just saying that because of me. Yeah, because you're a fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's totally a fanboy of Mesa Boogie. Yes. And of John Petrucci. Oh it's like a double well, fanboy. Actually, not. I mean, years ago. It was, That's it was... like two girls, one cup. <laughs> as if as, you're, as if that's a good thing? You're the, you're the cup. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that equates. Yeah. I, I, that well, each of the girls, one's Mesa Boogie and one's John Petrucci, and then Matt's the cup. <laughs> yeah, but I've never met either one of them <laughs> as a person, and that's kind of terrifying to put that image on top of that. <laughs> it, it doesn't work out anyway. No, dude. I don't give a shit. It's a proud moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think this black cardamom is going to your brain, man. I don't think I've had enough of it yet. Yeah. No, but you were saying this thing has MIDI or something, right? And so, first of all, what amp is it? Because it's an it's a Mesa Boogie amp that's no longer made. Right? It was no longer made. It was the most coveted amp for most guitarists. It's called the Two C Plus. It's made way back in the day, eighties, and mm-hmm. and it's it's just like all the classic, like really old metal albums, like that's that amp like i I think white snake used it for a moment john Petrucci loves it um I, th- I think santana had his hands on it at one point um but regardless it's just it was one of those amps that every uh guitar virtuoso type player really enjoys playing through and so john's kept his his um 2c pluses in his tour rig I think consistently. And um so finally he got he got together with Mesa and he's like, "Hey dude, make let's make an amp together." And you're, you're I, fucking up. Where where I, are the where are the was it to two C's? What's that? Two C's. The, two C's. Yeah. You're fucking up. Where are the two C's? Yeah. So now it's called the JP I think C2 I or 2C, but it's it's the number it's the number 2 instead of the 2 Mm-hmm. roman numerals i see yeah so um and, and I, was it typically a crunchy amp or for clean um so the interesting thing about the those amps were they shared both the, both the crunch and the clean channel shared the eqs so you had to kind of pick and choose how it would sound so you need to commit yeah it's exactly a, it's a commit it's yeah. a difficult amp for a commitment right so now he did one clean channel and two crunch channels that are kind of cloned but you can make one have more gain than the other or vice versa. By the way, guys, we're opening up Pandora's box of Mesa Boogie facts because if anyone... <laughs> Matt's the only person that I know who's like a gearophile. Yeah. Kind of. We could probably just have an episode stuff. just on Mesa Boogie I'd and be, it would be like an I would be perfectly <laughs> okay with that. And we wouldn't have to do any fucking work. No. Just sit there and look pretty like you always do, right? I always do look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, 
Big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Huge. I just got excited because this is an amp that they said they could never remake. And to this day, I mean, now they've finally remade it, uh, I think, 100%. All the guts, the transformers. Is it because of, is it because of the the um the tubes? Is that why they said that they could? Because I know not, certain tubes have been discontinued over the years. No, nah, it's more more like the transformers. the transformers. Back in the day, the transformers were made a lot differently. Well, can you tell us about it? Not really. No, not in too much detail right now. Is that because you don't want to? Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. I'm excited for him, and I don't know if the new record that they released has that on there. I want to apologize to all the listeners because I smirked when I asked if he would talk about the Transformers. That's the only reason why you're not hearing it, because <laughs> I pissed them off a little bit. No, you didn't piss me yeah, off. I pissed you no. off. under your skin a little, a little No, smirk. no. No, dude. Never got under my skin. Never got under your skin? No. I don't know if that's true. Let's fight. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yep. There's that now. Yeah. Hashtag, you know, nerd alert. Hashtag no one's Elmo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if we're going to review that Dream Theater album. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah, we, we'll we'll discuss it after this is done and figure that out. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's 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 quite an undertaking. I, I think so. My, va- yeah. I vaguely glanced at it. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. It seems intense. I, yeah. I think it's one of those th- albums where you actually have to buy it. And like flip through the the book because I think it's just going to be a huge fucking story. It's going to be like a Rush album, like one of the early Rush albums, like twenty one. I listened to like shit. the first three three uh, songs, like just skipping, and it sounded like Rush. I'm like, it was it's like this is a Rush album. I'm super on board with that, like from start. I'm but like, again, that was it. me skipping. I don't, I don't know. You don't know where it ended. Yeah, could have started like Rush, ended like yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> could have gone anywhere on that yep. one. Yep, I could have just heard only the good parts. <clears throat> I'm sure it's good, dude. the The last album I heard from them was really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there any? Is there any other news? Not that I know of. All right. For you? No. All right. Is there any bass news we should hear about? <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> hear the bass? Well, he can say whatever he'd like to, but I'm just going to mix it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. I guess I could go I could go first on this one. You want to do it? I feel like, yeah. Why Should not? Should we go in okay. alphabetical order? First of all, what, what bands are we doing this week? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Well, thank God it's going to be on the label of the episode. Uh, so I'm doing the new <laughs> Abbas What if album. you're blind, man? I'm doing the new Borknogger. I'm doing the new Megadeth. All right. So there's dystopia. Dystopia. The threat is real. So I'm doing a new Abbath album. And boy, oh boy, if I had one thing, if I had one thing to say about this album, it is like like the biggest fuck you I could possibly imagine. Yes. To Horg and Demonaz. Wait, who? It took me a second. Um you know, those two guys that, that claimed that he was such a drug addict, he, he couldn't show up to rehearsals and somehow within like six months or something, he wrote and recorded like a whole album. Crushing but, it. Yeah, absolutely crushing it. Um, yeah, so my thinking about this, I, I kind of want to talk about this because I feel like it's 
I get to talk about um, that, the split also with this album. Um, part of me wonders if, if Abbott had this kind of plan for a while. Like he was sort of, maybe he had like a difference between the other guys and was just sort of like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and grab some other musicians and I'm just going to like do my own thing because like Demonaz and Horg aren't, aren't cutting it or like they're getting in the way of what I really want to be doing. Right. Well, plus I also felt like why wasn't this material on any of the last immortal last release, immortal, yeah. which I felt like he was like, I'm just going to keep the good stuff. <laughs> you think this is like the long game here? Yeah. Maybe going for the long con. That's uh, possible. Um, so this is at Abbott's debut self-titled album that came out uh, earlier this month or last month, actually January. And it's called Abbott. Yes. Yeah. And it has his face on it. Yeah. And it looks pretty killer. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool, uh, album cover. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as the, uh, the personnel on the album, you've obviously got Abbott on guitar vocals and, um, I guess he does bass on writing on the wind. Then you've got uh, King of Hell on bass, and you've got Creature on drums. As for additional stuff, you've got uh, Ole Farstad on uh, doing leads on To War, Count the Dead, and Fenrir Hunts. You've got some keyboards and stuff going from, uh, I don't know how to actually pronounce his name, but Year Bratland. And then you've got some more keyboards and samples and stuff from Herbren Larson, who does that on Ocean of Wounds, which is like, reminds me, that that title reminds me so hardcore of um, Metalocalypse. Yes. Oh, yes. Blood Ocean. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how many drops of blood there are in this Blood Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So I, uh, in terms of getting into the review of this album, um, I actually thought that the album. I don't like the opening of it that much. I thought it might grow on me over time, but. Something about the just like doesn't really like hit home for me, but the rest of the song is it's great. Yeah. Um, as far as songs that like really do it for me, it's hard because they all kind of really do it for me. I feel like some of them sound super like immortal, and some of them sound kind of like Abbott's side thing he did that one I, time. I yeah. Um, so it's almost like if you combine them together. But I gotta say, like if you listen to this album, you're basically like if you just call it immortal. Yep, works just fine. In It'd that be discography. a far better release than their previous. Works just fine under that title. Yeah. You could you could have done that and released it that way, and I would have been like, yeah, great immortal album. So. You're but putting your but, hands up. You yeah, but, th- but that's kind of shitty to say because he left Immortal po- for a reason. So to say it sounds like Immortal kind of gives him no credit to saying, oh, yeah, by the way. I'm not trying to not give him credit. Okay. No, but or what it means is that, hey, listen, this guy by himself is the sound of Immortal. That's more of what I was trying okay. to get at. Yeah, like I think that since Demonaz had his injuries back after um, – what was it? Um, was it pure? No, it was uh, Battles in the North after he had his injury. Um, I think it's been Abbott carrying that band and just sort of being nice and letting Demonaz write lyrics. Yeah. So this yeah. kind of just feels like a logical uh, split. Um, the one thing that you won't get on this uh, release uh, is any talk of Blashirk or Mighty Ravens, which. Except for the bonus track. 
That's right. I got to tell you, dude, I'm super happy that's on there. Nebula Raven's Winter is yeah. a great bonus track. Um, it makes me want him to redo the entire Blizzard Beast album yep. super hard. Oh, my God, yes. Um, but, okay, so Winter Bane is great. It has a really, really cool breakdown toward the end that is super, like, Battles in the Northy with that except it's and there's another Ashes of the Damned opens up. I love that song. Yeah, that opens up with like a super killer little guitar part like that too that is very reminiscent of early Immortal. Ocean of Wounds is like super, super hardcore. I mean, honestly, like the whole album from start to finish is like a huge, like just headbanging, fucking awesome. It's super melodic. There's, I feel like he's got some more room now that it's not called immortal to step out and do some, maybe bluesier doesn't sound like quite the right description, but some kind of different kind of chords than he normally does. And, um, I think it fits very well with, with the like dark aggressive style that he's kept. Yeah. Um, and the lead guitar work on the album is is a huge step up from the stuff that that was on the Immortal releases since he's um, got that guest guitar player on there. Super yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and also I got to be honest, the writing on the wind bonus track is was I really enjoy that a lot. It, he sounds a lot like Lemmy to me, so there's a part of that 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 kind of makes he it does, cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I realize he, it's not a Motorhead song but like it's it kind of feels like oh what if lemmy sang this song and that's kind of what it feels like he He's, was in a motorhead cover band at one point wasn't he yeah he was yeah so i mean it it all sounds like that's it sounds like his childhood that's what it that's what and I. and he's imagine. screaming his ass off yeah. in that yeah he is and he goes he actually does a pretty good job of hitting the notes too yeah although mm-hmm. i don't know why he he um I feel like honestly he could have just sang the song normally, like with his raspy voice. You can hear him really get the high notes, especially towards the end of the song. And yeah. I was like, you could have done that the whole song, dude. And it's perfect as is, but he could have done that, and I would have been just as happy. Um, yeah. To be perfectly honest, it's hard to like go track by track because every track is is good and stylistically like sounds very much like Abbott. So it's kind of difficult to be like, well, on this one, there's this. And on this one, there's this. Yeah. Mm. Um, I honestly love the drumming on the album. Yeah. I paid a lot of attention to that. There's Um, like double rides. Yeah, dude, he does do double rides. Um, which I think is on count the dead, right? The double ride part. Um, that is, was one of my favorite things that I, I was like, fuck dude. I, this is like perfect. I wish that they would have been doing this like for al- for that he would have been having double rides going on like for albums. Yeah. Ago. Like it's, I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, Root of the Mountain, I thought was, was a pretty sick track. And it really reminded me of, of Immortal just because of like the, the lyrical content. And I feel like it's, it's almost like the ballad song of the album if there if you could choose one just because it's yeah, a little more breathy true. chords yeah, just like true. open but yeah that was one of my favorites too mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's not like a bad track so yeah i i feel like for me uh if he would have just had a standard drummer i probably wouldn't like the album as much i, I feel like the the drummer made things interesting and i found myself like when i was listening to it at the gym like 
air drumming along to it. Like I've really had a good time doing do that. Do you have people look at you weird when you do that? It's usually while I'm running. So like, like so you can't really like, tell. You no, know, you can't because like <laughs> I'll, I'll like move my wrists while, and then you know usually my arm like matches up to whatever I'm doing with the snare. So because you're running on beat too, man. Yeah. Like a beast. You're running on the fucking wind. beast over here. You're riding, riding on the wind. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's all. I don't have. That's it for me. That was it. That's it, dude. I feel like short and sweet. I mean, when you've got just a solid album, like for me, it's just sort of like, yeah, it's all good. My, I don't even know. Yeah, my only gripe is "To War" is not the strongest opener. Yeah, I, it, it didn't really like. It didn't really pull me into the record that I want would expect from albums to do. Like, if you want me to stay with this album, the first track has got to suck me. Dry. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I say, man, like I wasn't really feeling yeah. that riff in, in the beginning. I I felt like, I don't know though, like yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. But I feel like after that opening riff, it's it's all good. Yeah. I mean, strong tracks for me were Ashes of the Damned. Mm-hmm. I just love that out. I mean, record. I mean, song. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Count the Dead and uh, Fenrir, uh, Fenrir Hunts. Yeah, those were good ones. You got some favorites, you know? Uh, definitely Ashes of the Damned. And, um, oh, yeah, in Winter's Bane, he has, in the beginning, there's that, like, crack sound. That, like, it sounds like of some sort of, like, firework thing going off. Really? And I fucking love it. It makes it sound really powerful. I don't know if I noticed that. Uh, Is that the one where, where he says something, but it's not really distinguishable? No, that's count the dead. He goes count the dead. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't fucking make Dude, it out at all. No. I listened to it over and over, and I was like, "What does he say?" That's there? the beauty of having a really loud car stereo. Oh, like, okay. what the hell is he saying? All I, all I heard was, "Count uh, the dead." Which, by the way, so it's it's interesting because in in Matt's car stereo, it is so bassy. Yeah, but that's like, because it was turned up. Yeah, you can't like the the. Any symbols or or at all just didn't really come through that much. Yeah. But when I listened to it on my headphones, like the the mix was great. Um. Uh. And I I think I have to disagree with you, Martin, about the Ooh. about the immortalness of it. I feel like this if this was an immortal album, I feel like I would have been like, this isn't like quite an immortal album. Like there's definitely an Abbott quality that that comes through like with I. Yes. Like he has this way of writing that's I it's like I like, don't know. Like if rock and roll were turned up a couple notches. Like to eleven? <laughs> Maybe fifteen. I don't know. Six hundred and sixty six. <laughs> no, because well, hear me out. Like if you took like um ashes of the damned or like fenrir hunts and you popped one of those tracks on at the heart of winter yeah i i so i do agree with you yeah there's definitely parts of songs or full songs that could be immortal tracks but i feel like over when i think about the album i think of it overall more like i yeah like i get a mixture sort of yeah i kind of agree but but also there are moments in there where it's just like oh yeah you hear this this is this is from damned in black so fuck you yeah i definitely got like a sons of northern darkness like feel from tracks and i'm like yeah "Yeah." he he kept that from the last and (laughs) more yeah so i mean there are definitely times when you're like that is a ripoff of his own bands 
immortal. I, not it can't be a ripoff. No, of but, 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 but <laughs> I know, but but you know what I'm saying is it's like that's too much like immortal for them to go like, hey, by the way, that that kind of sounds like a riff of ours that you you obviously kept. So what's up? Is that oh ours? I forgot. Did you write any of the last like fucking <laughs> no, ten years right. of albums? I did. Yeah, so go me. fuck yourself. That was me. I gotta tell you, dude, Abbott's guitar playing, he's really stepped it up over yeah. the years. Like I thought he did a fantastic job with the guitar playing on this album. I could not find the track. I was trying to find the track, the track on there where the I thought the guitar playing was like I'm like, this is Abbott playing guitar. This is like amazing. But as a riff or as a lead? It would no, it was a riff. Yeah, dude, he's got some super fucking awesome. Riffs like on his there. hand was all over the place, and you could just tell it was a fucking just some kind of gnarly ass chord. I'm like, how the hell is it sounding like that right now? I gotta be honest, I frequently wonder, like <laughs> especially after like seeing footage of him playing live, I'm like, how the fuck is his guitar sound like that? Like, yeah. how does it sound that sinister? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna just uh, five point five. That's me. Damn! It's up there. It's out up of there. six. Out of six. I'm gonna give it a five out of six. Nice. I'm giving it a five as well. I think we're in agreement, gentlemen. Yep. Yeah. Great album. Um, probably a little less conversation from from me than most would expect. Yeah. Um, I think I think the, I think the beer's kind of holding you back. You think the beer? You think it's <laughs> no. The beer? <laughs> no, no, dude. That normally doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just it just honestly just it felt so like um complete and whole that it just kind of seemed like better to talk about the album as a whole than to go track by track on this particular release. I can me. dig it. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> me. Do you want to go next? I'll, I I don't give a fuck. I can go next. I'll go. Unless you want to stick in like ABCs, alphabetical order if you have to. It's easy as one, two, three. Yeah, don't rate me. ABC. ABC. One, two, three, baby, you know me. Girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just want to do it because I'm more awesome. Uh, who's yeah. who's? I'll doing? go. I no, feel I'll... like I feel like. Why don't we have Dino go last? That's fine because he's got the. Uh, He's got the, the Bork Nagar. That's fine. I, I don't know why that makes any difference. Oh, God. Yeah. Play us out with it. That's oh, true. Shit. Okay, so I got to do Megadeth's new album. Dun, dun, dun. Dystopia. Dystopia. It was released back in January. Back in January. All the way back then. Yeah, so far back. You're supposed dude. to do recent stuff. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> anyway. Should I give a little backstory about Megadeth? Because I think it's kind of needed. I've never heard of him. Okay, so Megadeth... <laughs> well, you've heard of Metallica, obviously, right? <laughs> no, who are those guys? <laughs> oh, they're the guy with that drummer who sucks. Yeah. 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 Yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Did you have to yell in the fucking mic? See, Sorry. This is why I'm I got excited. Problems. I got excited. Anyway, so uh, Dave Mustaine was in a band called metallica back in the day yeah and he was the good thing he previ- left because they did not go no anywhere. no he did not leave oh he didn't leave no he didn't oh what happened to old uncle Dave? <laughs> well apparently his leads guitars were too uh metals enough <laughs> um no he was actually kicked out from i, I tried to find the exact words for this but i everybody's like somebody's lying 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, it was just due to conflicts within the band and apparently substance abuse. Now, they were like, oh, yeah, you do drugs and cocaine and all that stuff, man. And, you got to go. And it's like, dude, the fingers aren't por- pointing right back yeah, at it's, you, it's right? it's like three fingers pointing yeah, right back, yeah, right? Fucking douchebags. Anyway, <laughs> Dave left. Dude, I'm so happy that, that uh, No, left, dude, though. so am I. Fuck. So Dave left, and he's like, fuck you guys. I want to make a band faster and louder and heavier than, than Metallica. So Megadeth was formed in 1981 uh, in L.A. by Dave. Mustaine and uh, Dave Ellison. The, the am I saying his right name right? Yeah, now? yeah. Um, he plays that newfangled thing, right? Yeah, it's it's an instrument that was apparently made way back then. A boss, a, a bass. How's the bass? Do you know you play it? Well, how's, how's it? <laughs> how's, how do you pronounce that? <clears throat> it's got two S's, so it's kind of it's a little. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> He just nods, like, shut the fuck up. Because he's not heard, remember? He's just being seen. Um, okay, so I was kind of curious, what, you know, the name Megadeth is kind of silly. Like, Megadeth. Let's yeah. really think about it. It's kind of a silly name. So why does it exist? Well, apparently to Mustaine, Megadeth is a misspelling of the term Megadeth that re- represents the annihilation of power. Megadeth also meaning one million deaths by nuclear explosion. Boom. Explosions. The um, real, bro. The really funny thing is, um, he came by the name from a pamphlet he found uh, on the on the floor of a bus after being fired from Metallica. Wow! Yeah, I, I actually didn't know that part. And it was by a California senator, Alan uh, Cranston, and it says on the pamphlet, "The arsenal of Megadeth can't be rid, no matter what the peace treaties come to." Now. That in itself describes yeah. Megadeth. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, he should just he should just make a photocopy of that pamphlet and pass it around at his shows. Or just, yeah, I I I just thought that was that yeah, was it's awesome, pretty awesome. Anyway, so Dystopia. Yeah, I don't know if you guys listened to their previous record, um, Actually, Super Collider. I have not. Okay, a little bit. Don't even try. It's terrible. Mm. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, and I, I thought heard... the system has failed was pretty sick, but that's a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 13 wasn't that great either. Yeah. Endgame. Endgame. I think Endgame was my last true, like, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed this record a little bit. Um, but 13 and Super uh, Super Collider, they could kind of average, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. they're all right. Um, so anyway, we're going to fast forward. Uh, June 2003, Megadeth released. Super Collider, and it got really bad re- mixed results from both fans. 2013. And, right? Yeah, in 2013. From uh, um, bad results and reactions from fans and critics. Um, and then months following the album's release, um, I think, uh, what's his name? Jeff Hanneman passed away. Oh, yeah. From Slayer. And this kind of gave Dave Mustaine a sense of mortality. So he's like, dude... I got to write some fucking music while I'm still alive. And so, um, which was weird. Cause like behind the scenes, the band already started like release or not releasing, but trying to make a record without Dave. I thought that was weird. That is weird. Yeah. So this record is kind of influenced by, um, Jeff Hanneman's passing. Um, and then there was like hardships in the band that like, I think just kind of gave a, the 
kind of a the direction of the album. It's kind of because the album is kind of heavier. I f- I feel. Um, so they had, uh, they had a festival in Australia. They're supposed to play, but it got canceled because of disagreements with the promoter. Uh, Ellison lost a brother to cancer. Fuck. Mustaine. I don't know if this is true or not, but as Mustaine had a mother-in-law that went missing, and her remains were found like a month what? later. Yeah. Um, and How then the, the fuck did I not know any of that? And then the drummer <clears throat> Sean Drover and guitarist Chris Broderick. Um, said that they were no longer going to be in the band. And then... <clears throat> oh, yeah, there was a lot of controversy. Shortly after, they're in a brand new band, the two together. Um, oh, because they're going behind his back anyway. Exactly. You know, fuck those guys, yeah. man. But here's the other thing, and this is why I mentioned the whole Metallica thing in the beginning. Dave can come off as an arrogant prick. Well, I think Dave is kind of an arrogant yeah, prick. Yeah, so... Again, I've never met him, but only through reviews and interviews I've seen and heard online. It's just like, wow, you really, <laughs> you really do think you're all that in the bag of chips. Yeah. Um, but and the bag of chips and the bag of chips. Yeah, totally. <laughs> God, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> um, so anyway, actually, the one of the exciting things was they were thinking of uh, reuniting the Rust in Peace members for this new record. Oh, bro! But it didn't happen. Yeah, well, and you know why? <laughs> Wait, the but that drummer's dead, right? No, I don't know. I don't be, think so. I don't know. I haven't heard that. Unless he just died. I sure fucking Research- hope not, because there's some good drums on that album. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they finally came to a lineup. Drum roll. Dave Mustang, guitars, vocals, acoustics. <laughs> Dave Ellison, bass. <laughs> I had to do that second just for Dino. Um, a guy named Kiko Loero. Uh, he did the more more rhythms, some of the acoustics, and a piano on Poisonous Shadows. I think Poisonous Shadows. Um, he's from the band Angra. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, I love Angra. Okay. And then Chris Adler. Well, early, I don't know. I haven't kept up with Angra. I don't want to <clears> put on false airs or something. I, I I love Angra back in the day, especially in high school, just getting into college. Yeah. So uh, Chris Adler um, offered his uh, his drum hitting abilities. He's, I thought he did a good job, man. Yeah, no, he did a very good job. He's from, uh, you might know him from Lamb of God. Yeah, less, less of a fan. Yes. So actually, interesting little tidbit. This is Megadeth's highest billboarding album to date. Is that true? Yeah, number three. Wow. 24 years of releasing heavy metal. You know, good for fucking Dave, dude. Yeah. And I think this good was actually all released guys. on Dave Mustaine's own record label. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I didn't know that either. No, I think when I was contacting him, it was Century Media. Oh, but that might have been like distribution or something. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was thinking of the drummer Gar Samuelson, who played on Peace Cells. Nick Menza plays on yeah. Rust in Peace. Okay. Nick, that does sound familiar now, after researching. You want to hear likes or dislikes first? I do this your review. Come on, bro. Editorialize it. Fuck you. Fatigue. Help me out, man. I want to hear the dislikes hear first, because I want all the positive on the back end. Fuck the positive. Um, so, this record has some opening... P- song problems which i don't like um there's just noise like where the guitars are like half volume and then like then to get to get done to get to get done to get to get done to get to get and then 30 seconds in it's like done to get to get done no i don't no fade in no it it sounds i started it exactly at the right moment 
sounded much better to me. So um, you think just just kicking the balls? Yeah. So like, uh, there's a few songs: "Fatal Illusion," "Death from Death from Within," and "Post American um, World." Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, a few of the songs follow the typical songwriting where it's riff verse riff verse riff solo riff and song yeah yeah i mean that that was a kind of a a downfall i, th- I thought you thought so yeah uh, yeah you don't you don't like the formula huh no i mean i was i don't it, was it I, fatal to it's the a flesh? tried and true formula <laughs> tried and true yeah. yeah but sometimes like you know let's be real it mix it up a bit yeah Let's do that. Just just do some straight up like Holy War solos for like fucking five minutes kind of thing. Yes, I yeah. love those. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like usually it, like bands can write songs with that style and I don't notice and that's when it's good. Right. <laughs> but when I and start to happen. pick up on it, I'm just like... Like, oh, I wanted something different than this and you brought me back here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys notice that Dave kind of mumbles? Like no, I he does not that. enunciate his words. I mean, I have a similar problem, but um, what? I, didn't I, catch th- that. <laughs> I think I felt that when I first listened to the album, but right? Toward, when I started getting used to it, I think I didn't notice it as much. Yeah, I totally didn't notice it. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I, I kind of think because he was saying on um, God, what song was it? Where he's like. He's like, she just wants lots of sex. She should know. No. He gets lots of sex. See, I thought he was saying he was saying sex, but that word never appears. No, he does say sex. It's it's he gives love for sex. She gives sex for love. Is but that the, what? But the way the it lyric? sounds like is he gives lots of sex. Yeah, that's, that's how I hear it. Too. She yeah. gives sexual love. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just the way I heard it. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. That's bullet to the brain, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel brain. I feel like lyrically that, that song stands out because it's one of the Penetrating one of the ones. That, yeah, yeah. That's not saying something, right? I know, right? Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, that song was like one of the only ones that wasn't like politically charged. Yeah. Most of the stuff is pretty political. And that's my next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Dave is actually known to be kind of political in his lyrical. No way. Yeah. But actually, believe it or not. <laughs> he sells, but who's buying? No, 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 no. Okay, no, but <laughs> that's the thing. His last few previous releases were highly political. Yeah. Like United Abominations, like that whole fucking record was just like shoving this down your face. I don't care if you like it or not. That's why I didn't like the record so much. Um, yeah. Um, but this time around, he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it like he doesn't shove it down your throat. He he just gives it. He gives it to you. He just teabags and it's and it's kind of big and it's a little, but it's still a little brash. Yeah. But it leaves you thinking where it's like, it's not the typical Dave Mustaine that I was used to. I feel. Yeah, man. So that was uh, if it's okay if I say. Go ahead. Something. Yeah. So that's um. That's one of the downsides of the record for me is just that, like, politically, I don't really agree with Dave on much. And I think his conspiracy theorist stuff is kind of irks me as a little ignorant. And then I also thought, I think it might be on Post-American World. He, uh, one of the lyrics is like, if you don't like where we're going. You won't like what's coming next. Then you won't like what's coming next. And I was like, obviously, like... 
Yeah. <laughs> like, if I don't like where we're going, then obviously I'm not yeah. going to like what happens when we get to where we're going. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> some of the lyrics are are unimaginative. Yeah. I felt. Um, yeah. Good thing the guitar playing is better than the lyrics. Dude, it's off the hook. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there's a few other ones. It's, the Emperor, the song The Emperor has a whole shit ton in there. And I yeah. don't know if it's meant to be cheesy, but like they open up with a Spice Girls. Who do you think you are? Some kind of superstar. Like, isn't that a Spice Girls song? I think it is a Spice yeah. Girls song. That's funny. I totally didn't realize that's a Dude. Spice Girls song. And then there's like, he's like, there's a lyric in there where uh, it's like, they're petrified that the emperor has no clothes. I think that he's talking about Obama, right? In that song? I don't know if he is. I'd see, I, I didn't really dive into the lyrics in fear of like being it's super political. But it, like I said, it's not like the first song could be I about could be the totally, borders. I could be totally off. Okay. The 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 first song, uh, "Threat Is Real," could be totally about like the 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 border, the south border between United States and Mexico. I gotta tell you, dude, I really love the Middle Eastern style guitar riff on that. Yeah, on like, it really reminded me. So of, uh, now, yeah, you now going to the positives. Okay, yeah. But by the way, I have to say, uh, Emperor is that the name? The of The Emperor. Song? The yeah. Emperor. So that's that song is when the album just falls apart for me. I feel like they those last three songs, which I, I understand the last two are covers. They're covers. Like I I mean they, they didn't need to be on the album. Yeah, no, here that's the problem. The song The Emperor, the lyrics just fucking suck. I, I don't even like the song that much. No, but I did. Like the the solos on there were just delicious. Well, the solos everywhere are delicious on this album. Yeah. And speaking of there's solos everywhere. Yeah, that's that's one. And of the there's so points. much that you only notice the lack of solos back to back, back to back to back. Um, but I did feel that Kiko's solos were a little stiff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I. He's a shredder, though. Dude. He he is, and he goes up and down flawlessly. But it's almost robotic. You think it's like it's it's not passionate. It's just technical. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be that. a problem. But I I still liked it. He added a. A different feel to the album um but dystopia is definitely a megadeth album i it it's the best selling record to date because the mix is so fantastic Hold on, wait, to date best sounding. sounding okay i just wanted to make sure yeah um not best megadeth okay like content wise i just had that i had to understand no because i can turn it up in my headphones mm-hmm. um on my computer in my truck and it does not distort one bit that's pretty And I think mastering. I don't know who mixed it. I tried to find it, but I I was just sucking at life at that oh, moment. Fuck. But um it was I think it was the Rest in Peace guy. I think the so. guy who remixed Rest in, Rest in Peace. I don't know if he remixed back in 04. Dude, I like I said I'm fucking up I, right I mean now. you're you're cl- if you're not on it you're close cuz I remember reading something yeah. like that. Yeah. But anyway, he definitely went back. Yeah, you could turn it up in your headphones or in the car and it doesn't distort. Yeah. Um and I think that's due to lack of compression on the whole because because being the you know nerdy gearhead that i am um no it just as the as the record got louder it was like the kick drums just got fucking tighter and i'm like my stereo sounds amazing right now <laughs> the guy next to me probably hates me is sitting in traffic um fuck that guy i know fuck that guy yeah who cares i should i wish i I wish that black metal album sounded like that. Scare this little children he had in his carpool lane. He's he's a rude person, so he yeah. Just, fuck the carpool yeah. lane. Everybody in there. 
I have to sit in traffic. You should too. Anyway, this record, the musicianship, it's really good. Yeah, I thought it's, so. Too. Uh, it's definitely. I, I a have new, a caveat on that. Definitely new energy to the band. I think. I feel like the guitars are great musicianship. I think the the drums are tight as shit and hold it together, but I, there's nothing that's like like amazing to me i'll say that but i will also say that there's like um i can't remember the track off the top of my head but there's a track where he does like a classic black metal drum pattern like uh with like an off time oh no i had i know exactly the song i don't i was just like i was like dude it's really nice to have just like a it's like a brush breath of fresh air on a megadeth song the album's trashy. It has grooves and hooks in it. Everything you would want from, again, a Megadeth record. Um, let's see. Which is funny because Bullet um, had a Y&T moment for me in it. Yeah. Around the 228 mark. And then right after, it reminded me of King Diamond. Is like just like. With the solo section is. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that's one of my least favorite songs on the album. You know, you said that before, but I just think it's I think it's a good song. I don't know how to I think it's the sex that just sold me. Foreign policy. It's a cover. I know it is. It's one of my favorites on the album. Um, so the, 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 the record opens up with the threat is real and good that track. song totally even though it's it's like it's just like verse riff. You know, it's riff, verse, no, dude, riff, it's solo, good. solo. It's, it's, it's really, I think yeah. it's really No, good. dude, it, it totally got me into the record. Um, I love exotic scales, and they're done very tastefully. Yeah. Um, Poisonous Shadows, there's another great song that I really enjoyed. It's a nice soft opening, and then it's just the the main galloping riff. Really enjoyed that one. And then Line in State, which has Conquer or Die before of it, before mm-hmm. it. Before it, um, which I thought was part of Lions. Yeah, exactly. I thought so too. And both those tracks are good. I just think it should have been one track. I think it was. They just people are like people might not want to hear the yeah. three minute you know intro to a song. Yeah, yeah, that's the impression I got too. But anyway, Lion State is a song that just starts off how I figure. I'm, Make it a song should start off not with those stupid noise openings, but it just starts off very fast and punches you right in the fucking gut. It's a great song. Yeah, like atmospheric openings for me, I feel like are usually just production masturbation. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and that's that's what it felt like. Is they were he, Dave was experimenting. That's what it. That's what it just felt like to me. Yeah. I mean, like I said, a minute like in, back to his college days. a minute in, yeah, right. No, no, he's he's a born again now. He's he's a good good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, did you see that he's got that um reality TV show he's shopping around? No, him and his daughter. No, yeah. His daughter apparently did a, a cover of one of his songs. Apparently, it's amazing. I don't fucking know. And then finally, the two tracks on the only record that are not Dave Mustaine is uh, foreign policy which is by as a fear cover fear cover and um melt the ice away which i don't know who is a from. budgie's cover huh and those i think those songs were back in the 70s and i was i was uh they're actually really enjoyable songs i really like foreign policy yeah. a lot 
I didn't know it was a cover until I looked it up later. Yeah, no, because I'm like, wow, they really stepped up. They really like to go back in time to like the punk days. Like, this is awesome. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a cover. Um, and that, that song reminded me of, because uh, he does some like weird voice stuff in it. Yeah. It reminds me of like sweating bullets. Yeah. Hello, me. Meet the real me. He just kind of has a weird um, effect to his voice. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, I just love the chorus. The chorus is like, I just, it's so simple and great. Bum, 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 bum. Foreign policy. Yeah. It's just so foreign simple. Foreign policy. And I was just like walking around like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I know. I don't actually understand any of the other lyrics. So I, I listened to it a few times and I was like, hey, I, is purity. I don't, I don't understand how this is, yeah. has anything to do with anything, but I like. No, the but Dave Mustaine. Does not agree with you. He, he disagrees with me. Yeah, he He'd thinks that those songs, those songs, how 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 long ago was the seventies? Forty years ago. Yeah, he thinks those songs were more relevant now than they were, than they were back in the day. I just don't know. I don't even know what what it's saying. The, he, Something I, about foreign policy. Yeah, well, he basically what Dave was saying <laughs> is that our foreign foreign policy now sucks, and that's the song back then was about shitty foreign policies yeah so it's like oh but we got foreign policy dun, 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 dun. Foreign policy. <laughs> um yeah. sprites itself man. yeah and then the <laughs> it just writes itself <laughs> anyway melt the ice away what were they i mean come on global warming yeah okay so so like no i i wasn't talking about both i was just no no i, I know i, I didn't know. understand but, foreign policies but I, but that's dave slightly sliding in his political agenda well, I mean, global like, warming is happening. So, I mean, yeah. if that's what he's trying to get across, then, you know, good for you. Sorry, it's climate, global climate change. <laughs> is the politically correct term? Get with it, bro. I'm not even going to argue with it. It's true. All right. Thank you for correcting me. Anyway, I'll end this, this <laughs> fucking disaster. Um, it's a solid record. It has everything Megadeth is known for. Yeah. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of an homage of all the previous work. Because there's moments where it reminded me of Rust, Euthanasia, and Countdown. Um, and um, if you listen to Super Collider and you're like, fuck, I'm not listening to another Megadeth record, I suggest you take a listen to it. It used to be Risk. Yeah. Risk is, is still the weak link for me. I mean, no, you know what's funny? Some people would say Euthanasia is. I like that album. But uh-huh. I liked it too. I think Euthanasia is pretty pretty average release. Oh, one so, last I'm thing. Sorry. Yeah, one last thing. Um, Dave's vocals nowadays, I like a lot more because yeah. they're getting kind of guttural because he's not trying to do his whiny voice. Yeah, I think he's he's. I like the I like the guttural Dave. I like guttural Dave. He should too. just do a black metal record, even though he won't because <laughs> he's fucking born again. He can do a <laughs> Christian black metal. Yeah. Yeah. Unholy black metal. Unholy black metal. Yeah. No, I thought it was holy unblack metal. That, is that what Ho- it is? Holy unblack. I get so fucking confused. Either way, because holy black metal would be a double negative, right? Yeah. Or unholy black metal. Is that a triple negative? I do. I fuck. I don't know. I'm all mind fucked now. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> anyway, five out of six. Suck it. I'll go for a five. Sure. Uh, a couple notes for me. I really like that dystopia song. Reminds me of Hangar 18 a lot mm-hmm. with the with the back and forth guitar yeah. solos. Fucking Fatal Illusion is a direct callback to Black Friday from P-Cells. Holy shit. Like, 
like so halfway through the song it starts picking up pace and you're yep. like dude he has that same dude. lyrical cadence and everything oh yeah. wait it speeds up again and then he does this other thing it's totally black friday um, i fucking love it it makes me <laughs> want to listen to peace cells again. i did actually after listening to this record that's um, pretty funny and i li- i listened to uh rust in peace after listening to this record and the shittiest thing in the world is he won't play half of peace cells um material why anymore because he he's a religious boy now Oh fuck and he would, me! He dabbled in black magic when he was younger. When he wrote those songs, oh, the Conjuring and 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 Devil's oh, Island. God, I fucking love that. Well, Devil's Island was about a prison. No, but it's, it has the word devil in it. God, the Conjuring was one of my favorite. No, songs. I'm I'm serious. He said I read an interview with this. Well, he played that once when we saw him live, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that was before he went back. I'm just what I'm trying to say is don't feel like you missed out because I think no, we, we saw did it. we. We got to hear him play it. Yeah. You just won't be able to hear him play it ever again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give this album five out of six. Good. I think we all did. It's yeah. all fives. Yeah. And it's all fives up in here. Yeah. And also uh, the three songs, Poisonous Shadows, Conquer, Die, and uh, Lion in State are my three. That's my favorite moment of that yeah, whole album. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. And I then feel, after that, I could just be like done. I feel like it's weird. <laughs> I feel like the album, like, does this thing where it starts off strong, and then I feel like it kind of dips a slight bit, and then I feel like it kind of arcs back yeah. up, and then it kind of like, it doesn't really feel like consistent all the way through. But at least it's not like a consistent downhill. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I mean, the thing is, is that Dave's playing ability, and every actually, to be honest, everybody on this album's playing ability is super tight yeah it's at such a high level that that it just you know it's just a solid release either way yeah uh, it's not as bad as the the last one so. i just i i love when i listen to a good megadeth record and all i can think of is he's just giving the finger to metallica yeah. like this is like fuck you guys i'm just like go dave yeah <laughs> i feel like there's a big parallel between that and abbott yes yeah yes because I just, I honestly just listening to the Abbott album was just like, I just imagine him in the studio being like, fuck you guys. I'm going to fucking <laughs> bury you motherfuckers. Like, like <laughs> I, I find it extremely suspect that they're like, oh, he never showed up for gigs. They're, they're either fucking lying their asses off or I mean rehearsals yeah. about that whole thing. Or he was like on his way out for a while mm-hmm. because if he really got let go from them that soon, and between that and the release of his album is so short and there's so much good material on that Abbott album. Yeah. That it's just like, it is not possible for like a washed up drug addict to produce something like that that quickly. I just don't think so. Atheist didn't know. <laughs> Talking about like a drug addict. Yeah, I know. Apparently like hardcore drugs. Yeah. As they were insinuating. Yeah. Three fingers, Anyways. man. You point yeah. a finger. Three right back at you. Yeah, man. We'll see how long it takes Immortal to come up with their new fucking material. Yeah. Abbott is in and out in a jiff. He's like, guess what, guys? Got my own band now. Maybe he's Drop already heard it. What do you mean he's already heard Maybe it? Maybe he's heard the new material and he's like, fuck you guys. Well, how long I need it, to get out of here. <laughs> how long did it take Demon as to write his album? Oh, God. I don't I don't know when he started up again, but I mean, what? You're talking like a decade or something, Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And that sounded what? Like kind of, kind of Quarthony? Yeah, it's basically like if Corthon were alive today and he sounded a little bit like Demon As. Yeah. Yeah. It was just all right. 
Yeah, I'd rather just. I mean, it's it's not a shitty album. I'll no. listen to it, but um, kind of, honestly, just talking about it makes me want to go listen to Bathory, though. I might I might go do that after this. <laughs> I think I'm gonna listen to Conjuring. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, Dino. <laughs> so I reviewed Borknogger's new album, Winter Thrice. Winter Thrice. Uh, it's about an hour long oh. album. Um, Fuck yeah. And. I honestly have to say, I think that my go-to album for Borknogger is uh, Quintessence. Yes. Yep. From 2000, which is weird because I was looking at reviews for it and it maybe got in the higher 70s yeah, it, percentage. It, people didn't really like it. But there's... That's my fucking go-to. Yeah. like I remember when I picked that up. Colossus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tasty. Inner Landscape. Mm. and then what the yep <laughs> so great oh my god dude um and then i listened to that album again and i'm like man the production is not great no, no. but the production on this album winter thrice is much better yes it's really good oh my god yeah. um the uh the musicians on this record are uh oystein brun who's been with the band since the beginning um, was he the creator yeah he's the creator of okay. the band and i guess he, he started the band because he wanted to push the envelope of black metal so make it more melodic make it just you know not what black metal was which is right know, but kind of keep it in the same vein yeah and everything's very like nature centric yeah yeah and it's it's like folky it's black metal and it's everything in between um progressive elements yeah yeah so the other members are lars ryland guitars who I didn't know, he's the founder of the Inferno Festival in Norway. What? Oh, shit. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Um, uh, ICS Vortex. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Vocals and bass. Wait, what? Yeah, wh- whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Lazare, he, he goes by like Lars A. Uh, I think it's Nylon. Uh, he does vocals and keyboards. Uh, Vintersorg, vocals. And then Bard Kolstad does drums. Um, so yeah, the band's been around for since 1995. And I didn't know this either, but uh, with their first release, Borknogger's first release, they had sort of a black metal super group. Yeah. So uh, Grimm from Immortal and Gorgoroth, Furnace from Gorgoroth, Garm. Garm. Over. Garm. But what's his um, real name? Garm. No, <laughs> I I can't remember. Fiery G Maelstrom. <laughs> I mean, serious? No, it, it's not. But no, it is. That's his stage name. That's his yeah, name. his stage. That's his real name. Um, but basically, they got all these people together, and the record label just signed them. They didn't have any material. They're just like, oh, you have this lineup. Yeah. Okay, we're fucking signing you for a record. Wait, deal. When, when did they get signed? <laughs> Nineteen ninety-five. So that was at the at the edge of black metal, uh, you know, kind of doing their thing. I just love the idea that it's like, oh, we don't need to hear anything. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we'll sign you. Yeah. Oh, all these people are crushers. It's like that that satisfaction you get when you get a bar and you're like, I have a beer, and they don't check your ID. Oh yeah, <laughs> is that what it is? I guess. Come on. Um, so I think overall, 
this album, and I'm going to say it again because it, it just holds true. It's a grower and a shower. Oh, I thought that this album was great on my first listen, and it gets better with every listen. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's so many great vocal melodies on this. Totes. Um, I think uh, the first track, um, Rhymes of the Mountain. Yeah. The that, Rhymes of the Mountain. That one's, Rhymes of the Mountain. That one's... a. It's a good opener, but I don't think it's like the strongest. The, yeah, it's not the strongest. The 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 choruses are great, and I mean, again, like there's vocal melodies in every track yeah. that you're gonna hold on to and you're gonna want to sing, especially when you listen to it a couple times and you know it. Um, the really strong song for me is "Winter Thrice." That is, it's it's stuck in my head for days. Yeah, yeah, and um the if have you guys seen the music video of it no i haven't yet yeah it's it's really interesting to me because it's almost like old school black metal and the fact that there's a lot of like shots of nature yeah and ice and snow and whatnot but it's just them like chilling in the cabin with the fire and the guitar players and the drummer are playing their instruments but the keyboardist uh uh, Lazare, Vintersorg, and and uh, Vortex are just kind of sitting there in a, in a well-lit cabin. It's not dim. There's no dim lit here. It's like a modern cabin. How is that black metal? <laughs> I just, I think I thought it was really funny when I watched it and I was like, oh man, Vortex is singing. And then I was like, is he just going to sit there the rest of the... Yeah, yeah. there he goes. So I know. Just... I thought he was going to like pick up his bass at some point. Yeah. Kick kick a doorway. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it it basically went Lazare sang, uh, Vortex sang, and then Victor Sword sung for the rest of it. Besides for growl vocals, which I heard that he he hurt his voice in like 2014. But I was trying to do research and I couldn't find a, the exact incident. Huh. So I heard mm-hmm. it in one source. So I'm not sure if he can do, um, growls. Wait, who can't do growls anymore? Victor Sword. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was mainly the the keyboard player right. doing the the growls. But I thought um, Vortex always did growls. Uh, I think he did in the past. I don't. I'm not sure if he does on this album. Okay, because they kind. I kind of thought I heard him do his growls, but I couldn't be sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he definitely did on Quintessence for yes. sure. Yeah, he does. On um, but. So yeah, Winter's Thrice is one of those songs where it's like you hear the first melody, you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then it goes into like Vortex's part and then that's even more epic. And then it goes into more epicness. And it's yeah. just like it builds and builds and builds and it's so great. And I ke- I just can't stop going back. Um, when I first picked up this record, for some reason, I thought I wasn't going to like it. I don't know why. I think they released generally good albums and for some reason i'm like this is the one that's gonna suck i don't know but then i was pleasantly surprised that i loved it yeah um it feels very inspired for some reason i was wondering if it was because vortex was fired from demon borger but that happened a while ago yeah so quite a while yeah so i'm not i i don't know where the passion comes from because it it sounds like a borknogger record it has their sound it's progressive it's epic it's Everything that you'd want in a in a release. I feel like it's not as black metal, 
as some of their previous stuff. Like yeah. Erd, I think is a little their last release is a little bit more black metal sounding. I, I think I agree with that. But I think it it just gives way to more epicness. Yeah. It's a, it's the it's more open sounding. Yeah. There's definitely and I had to really listen to it to like get the intricacies because there is a lot going on in the records. Yeah. And you know, like the the guitars will step back while the vocal harmonies are up front, and then it'll have a string of parts that's you know um, a little bit more atmospheric, and then come back with a little maybe a little bit of a progressive tinge. Yeah, and the mixing was was like superb on this yeah. album. I think all the records that we yeah. listened to were great. Yeah, I do agree. And I'm always wondering, I'm like, like is this just going to be the norm now? Like, are we just going to not have to talk about production because they just have it? <laughs> only the Uber Cavalt black yeah. metals will keep their trash can sounds. I think only like the big daddies are going to have the perfect production. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and then I, I just think these guys are veteran musicians, great composers. I don't know like who wrote what, and and all that stuff i feel like it was a group effort i feel like everyone gets their time to shine um it made me inspired i want to like really listen to it and find out how they wrote the songs and kind of break it down and see their song structure and everything um i loved it oh there were some parts and tracks that sounded like isan yes (laughs) i'm not the only one holy shit uh (laughs) yes uh definitely in winter's thrice or winter thrice um where he says uh there's a, a line he says from shore to shore which from i'm like shore to shore yeah, from shore to shore where i'm like that's a fucking it's on my like he, they could have had him as a guest vocal and that would have been perfect yep uh terminus yes the last song which is also is one of my favorite songs definitely my favorite um yeah yeah it's, it's epic it is epic. He's going to make his fucking fortress every- out of fucking nature, dude. You dude. can't get more epic than that. Dude. And nature. Uh, <laughs> Noctilescent um, is sort of like the super. I super dug that song. Yeah, it's and it's it's not a heavy song. It's it's uh, what did I say? So more there like ballady. Yeah. If, if you could put a title, it's no, a, no. it's her softer song for yeah, sure. Yeah, I really did enjoy that song as well. Yeah. Um. So, can I interject real quick? Yeah. Go for um, it. Um. The funny thing was is so, Erd, their previous record ended with a Metallica cover, <laughs> "My Friend of Misery." Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Now, ever since I've heard that, I cannot get Vortex's clean vocals out of my head as I'm like, you kind of sound like James Hetfield at times. So glad that that's only you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just because you listen to My Friend of Misery and then you tell me that. Just saying. I mean, it's true, but then I also listen to it and I get like, uh, what is it, Maelstrom, Mephisto, like, the painter chooses color no more, you know. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's like, that, his, I get that too. Yeah. So, and no. by the way, that fucking Metallica cover is so good. Yes. But this is on their last record. Yeah. Erd. 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 Which I'm, I'm surprised to say, because it's not like a, classic metallica song 
Well, that's what happens when you have. I blew his mind cover yeah. when I played it the other day. Yeah, yeah. He does cool. such a good job singing James Hetfield. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then and then he sings on this record, but he doesn't. It's not a copycat. I don't. I don't want to make that sound like that. But when he does some like long, kind of long winded, uh, you know, like yeah, <laughs> without saying yeah, you know what I mean. One of my favorite things that he does on this album is when he is when he goes. Ooh, ooh, and he does like the like the ooh. layering ooze. Yeah, I'm like, uh, it's just like that. This like ethereal sort of totally gave you an to awe it. moment. Yeah, dude, I had the like ooze a lot gave of, you an awe. I had like a lot of awe moments on this. I this was um, full full disclosure, my favorite album of the week. Yeah, um, I played the shit out of this fucking thing. I really, know. because you're like all creaming over Abbott. I was creaming over Abbott. I think you shot your load over the yeah, I know. last. Not well, the week before last I when mean, we were doing the last yeah. set of records because you were listening to abbott then too. i could have totally had done the abbott review then it probably i feel bad guys it probably would have been a better review <laughs> because that because because i was like super in, in the passion of it but um yeah this is my favorite album um i thought everything was great not uh lucent yeah is that how you it's not one of the heavier songs in the album but i found that i kept coming back to it I just thought it was like super well done. It's emotional. Um, I it was highly emotional. Yeah, I really enjoy that fucking song. The vocal harmonies on the album like do it for me big time. I think mm-hmm. I think the drumming is like so severely good. I know. He is a really yeah. good drummer. The drumming is like impeccable on the album. It's and, so good. And I feel like this guy is fairly new to the metal scene in general cuz there's no info on him. He did a perfect job. Yeah. I wouldn't change any of it. I was I was impressed by him for sure. Yeah. Um Winter Thrice, obviously the title track I thought was fantastic. Panorama was really good when Chaos called. Fuck it, really they're all good. Yeah. I mean Dude. like Um I'm having trouble. I don't want to say the wrong track. Which one is the one that goes like da dun dun the close at hand? Do 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 the fire inside, you know. Yeah, I. Which dun, one is that? Because I put the thing on shuffle and I just listened. Yeah, to that one dude, I can't remember. Is that a rodent? It might be. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, that might. Okay. I, that I so a rodent. That song stuck in my head for fucking days. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was singing that everywhere. Singing it at the clinic. Singing it at school. Singing it in the apartment. Everywhere. I'm I'm not done listening to this album. No, I'm not no. either. Uh-uh. Um, I I just have to say that every song for me had its own total own personality. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it the song didn't. I mean, the the album didn't feel like it just blended right into each other. No, or all the songs blended into one. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, every song is good. I I can't pick a favorite to be honest. Yeah, man, I was I was really into this album. I I also liked the fact that after all these years, the guitar sound that I heard on Quint- Quintessence still exists. Yeah, today I gotta tell you, dude, it really like just hit me like right in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, memories. I know it was like, it, but it was, it wasn't like nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Like it's still good. Yeah, yeah, it's still just as timely. The everything about it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another thing about the the music video, 
I feel like it was very fitting, especially with the cinema scene now, um, with Hateful Eight, like big long shots of like wintry landscapes. Yeah. And uh, same thing with uh, Revenant too. Mm -hmm. It's like just big, you know, like... Sidebar, we all saw that movie, right? No. Okay. I did. did. We'll talk later. Okay. Okay. How dare you. But yeah, just sweeping landscapes, snowy, all that wintry shit. So yeah, I thought it was very fitting. It's like I've seen it before. But anyway. Uh, It it was fitting. I liked it. So did they really have winters three times? Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, three times a year. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, it's the true. I mean, it's just about the um the Norwegian countryside with their unique seasonal. Twilight, right? Such quality. good music. Yeah, uh, Panorama was literally written about a panoramic picture. Holy <laughs> <No, you're laughs> totally bullshit! You right now. <laughs> um. So I have to rate this now. Yes. Yeah. Oh my Don't god. Don't be shy. Dude, I am having a hard time. Like, I've thought about this for days, and I'm like, do I give it a six? Do I fucking give it a six? Because I don't have any qualms with it, and I fucking love it. Can I I make it easier on you? Yeah. Six out of six. (laughs) Thank you. Six. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a six out of six. I fucking love it. What are you giving it? I gave it a six out of six. I'm giving it a six, too. Yeah. So is this our first record that got three sixes six, in a six, row? Six, yeah. Is this the most heaviest metals? Yeah, album we've ever first, reviewed. This is the only one that's gotten all sixes. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. This, this was the reasoning for this <laughs> out of six review. Is so this yeah. happened. So yeah, this is this is the album that Satan thought we deserved. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. It's a great album. <clears throat> Was yeah. the, there's one song we were that we we're able to play, right? Yeah. So um, we we got permission from the label to play the rhymes of the mountain, the first tra- track off the album. So uh, here it is. <laughs> Just be the Regency Prevails the everlasting rivalry 
So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that for us, uh, reach out to us at metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. All right. See you next time. Peace out. This is Martin. This is Matt. This is Dino.